So, um, Stuart, what what's kind of your earliest memories of of, of football as as a youngster? Uh, so, I think probably probably twofold. Um, played a lot of football, obviously, when I was younger. Uh, my local village team was uh, Newport Sligo, uh, so played there, and then um, played for various other boys clubs in the in the kind of area, Duff Lions and, and Foggy Boys Club. Played in a lot of the galas, all the wee towns, run about Fraser, Banff, etc., etc. Um, so that was great, a lot of fun. Um, and also watching football, watched quite a lot of football when I was growing up. Um, went to Batordry every other week really with my, with my dad and my brother. So uh, that would be my, my earliest memories for sure. Yeah, so um, what, like, how did you get into the, the Dons um, set up? Like, were you scouted or kind of talk about that process? Uh, so, so I guess you could say scouted. So as I said, was playing just locally really for the likes of um, Duff Lions and Foggy Boys Club. And then they actually opened up a school um, out at uh, Banff where we trained at uh, the Astro Pitches next to Princess Royal Park. Um, so trained there, um, I think, a couple of times a week. So I was invited along to that with, with Terry Kidd. Um, and then every so often, the kind of head honcho at the time, Chick McClelland, would come out um, to to this, the school, if you like, to to check on progress of the boys. I think there were a number of schools. There was Golsby, there was Dundee, there was the Glasgow, Edinburgh um, schools as well. Um, and he would just um, appear every so often. Um, so fortunately, I was uh, invited through to uh, the main setup, if you like, uh, in Aberdeen for, for a trial period. I think I was probably about 10 or 11, so, so quite young, to be honest with you. Um, that went quite well. Um, and then I was just, I basically transferred for the, the Banff School through into uh, through into the school in, in Aberdeen, so that was uh, I guess kind of up down every bit of training two or two or three times a week then in Aberdeen. So uh, big commitment. I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. So so how did you adjust to to that big commitment at such a young age? Um, I think because it, you know it was a commitment for such a young age, it didn't really take um, a hell of a lot of adjusting. If that makes sense, it just kind of became the norm so it was just um you know you would you would go to school and um, finish school and straight in the car maybe tuesday thursday friday through to through to aberdeen and um, so I, like a lot of driving um for my mom especially and um, that was uh, she did that for uh maybe the best part of seven or eight eight years taking me taking me through there and um, but at the end of the year it's football training it you enjoy it so it's something to to kind of look forward to um, but I, it made kind of my, my childhood, I think, pass quite, quite quickly. And um, we all the the, the school and in football. Yeah. So, um, who were the sort of players you played alongside? I noticed um, a lot of them either went on to play with at like for Martin. Um, obviously, you have um, Neil uh, McVitie, and there's been a couple names I've, I've saw. Aye, uh, so I mean, I guess for the really um, early ages at Aberdeen, there aren't aren't too many that um, have gone on to have careers a, a note in the game I guess probably the one that stands is Peter Pollitt he was a wee bit younger than me but he was in about the, the youth teams at the same time and kind of um, followed me up through through the ranks um, then when we got to I think probably under 16s under 17s we sort of merged with the Glasgow school um, so there was quite a high turnover of players there but it was at that point that guys like Johnny Crawford that I play with um, for Martin he, he was involved then uh, there were guys like Ryan Strachan, who's um, gone on had a really good career, doing doing brilliantly at Cove. Um, who else would you know? Uh, guys like David Ross were involved in my youth team at Aberdeen. Uh, didn't go full time, but then came in at a, a later age. So 
uh, a good few guys later on that joined the setup that went on and had had pretty decent careers for themselves. Yeah. So, um, in terms of your, how did you find it in terms of your development as you went up the the different age groups, like edging closer to kind of reserve kind of football? Um, I, I think it's really tough to be honest with you. It's quite a brutal environment. Um, football, or at least um, professional football, isn't in that sense because at the end of every season, as you know, they they kind of cut the cut the squad. Um, a number of boys are told that they're they're not good enough, and that's kind of your mates that you've you've kind of played with for a couple of years or whatever. You've got to know them really well, and then there's the that aspect of seeing boys go, and there's also the the kind of thought in the back of your mind: are are you going to be next? And um, so there's I guess there's pressure. It's a high pressure environment for a, for a really young age, um, and it, I think it sometimes makes it hard to enjoy your football, particularly as you get that bit older and you get closer to getting your um, your professional contract. If you like, it becomes more about a career rather than um, about enjoyment, um, which is obviously why everybody starts playing football in the in the first place. So it's uh, it's it's easy to get away from that and and they enjoy your football when the uh, when the, the pressure's on, I guess. Yeah, does it all come down to, at the end of the day, potential of getting football as your kind of bread and butter um, in terms of um, um, paying bills and stuff? Um, obviously, that's kind of... Um, I wouldn't say so much paying bills and stuff. Either. I never really thought about it in that sense anyway. I, I think it's more just, um, like, the longer you're there, I mean, it's a, it's a bonus when you're playing with Aberdeen for your younger, you don't really think about the bigger picture. But then as the years go by and you're still involved in the in the setup and it's it's getting ever closer to getting, uh, as I said, a, a contract, then you you really start to think about it. Like I, I could be a, a football player, albeit it's a, a, a youth player, but it's a big a big carrot and something that, I guess, something that you're more proud of rather than any kind of financial incentive at, at, at that stage. Um, and that's certainly how I looked at it anyway. Yeah, so what kind of um, what kind of enjoyable memories did you have being part of the kind of Aberdeen setup? Was there any standout games you were kind of involved in? Or uh, so the youth setup was brilliant. To be honest, um, we used to we played a lot of games um, like before the first team. So, for example, if the, the first team are playing in Hibs and Edinburgh. For example, we would play the youth team, and then we would all go along to the game um, uh, afterwards. First team game, so that was magic. A lot of happy memories there. Um, we also got a lot of good trips as well. We got across to the the Foyle Cup in in Ireland a couple of times. Played against uh, teams from different uh, different countries. Some good teams and good players. So it was, well, that's been a good football experience. It was also uh, good to get away with the the lads and that. And um, I you still still enjoy our, any away days that we get with with, with football now. Um, and then I likewise when you get into the, the full time side of things, a lot of lot of happy memories there as as well. Yeah, so um, did you ever have an opportunity to to break into the the first team at Aberdeen? Obviously, um, Jimmy Calderwood was was there kind of roughly at the time you were there. I um, I think so. I had um, I went in full time after my fifth year at school, so slightly later than the majority of boys who go in after their their fourth year. So I I guess I was or I felt at least I was a wee bit behind some of the boys who had already been there. Um, for a year or so, so I kind of felt I had to hit the ground running straight away, um, which I was able to do. I, I got myself quite fit for my first season full time, so I think made quite a good impression there. Um, first season was good; managed to play most games for the 19s and you know a high percentage of games for the, the reserves as well, and, and got onto the to the bench a few times. Um, 
but that was just really making up the numbers, if I'm being honest. I didn't think there was ever any chance of my, my featuring. Um, but then when I had my, like, you get your, your first team contract, um, again, I got myself quite fit for pre-season. And I think made a, quite a good impression on Jimmy Calder. We'd featured in a lot of the, the pre-season games. I think we played, um, played Dundee. We played, uh, came on against Man United. They had a team up for a, a testimonial game. And then we had a trip to Holland. Um, and that, I suppose that was the best sort of spell I went through. Um, I think they were short on left-backs at the time. There were a couple of trialists across our camp in Holland and that played left-back, two foreign lads. One of them got injured in training, and then one of them um, pulled up in the first five minutes of a game against, I think it was Vitesse Arnhem we were playing. So I kind of got thrown into that game, and I'd been doing sort of well up to that point and played well again in that game. I think um, Calder was quite complimentary uh, of how I'd done. So if there was any time I ever thought I had half a chance, then it would have been around about, around about that time. Um, but then we got back to Aberdeen, and they'd signed... Um, Charlie Mulgrew, so that kind of uh, put, <laughs> gave me a bit of a reality check, um, to be honest. Um, but no, I think from about that time, some of their first team lads were saying, you've got half a chance, you're doing quite well, he might sort of throw you in. But whether I was really in his plans, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. And to be to be quite honest with you, I think I felt myself that I, I maybe wasn't, a, wasn't a quite good enough um I mean, you can you can maybe relate to that from your own experience. You, you you get a feeling yourself in a in a job or in um, in sport if you're maybe just ever so slightly at your depth. And I guess that's how I always had a, a wee niggling feeling when I was in and around the the first team. So yeah. So did you ever have much kind of contact with um, Calderwood in terms of interactions or stuff, or was that quite uncommon or kind of? Um, no, I wouldn't have said that that we had too much interaction. I mean, obviously. When you finish your um, your days in the youth team, it's it's actually quite barbaric how it works. All the, the youth team guys are sitting in the changing room when you get called through <laughs> one by one to get told if you've got a um, if you've got a, a new contract. So there was there was that conversation. Um, he pulled me through in his office uh, the first time that I was on um, on called up to the bench for the first team. So that was obviously a, a really good conversation, but worrying to begin with when you get called up to the manager's office, you've got. Mm. Yeah, no idea what it's about. So he had a bit nervous, but no, he was he was a really nice guy. Um, really, really quite approachable. Um, I actually remember um, when he when he let me go. It was quite an interesting conversation. It was um, Jimmy Nicol had uh, said um, I called him once uh, a word to you, and I, obviously I was aware things weren't going too well at the time. I was back out on loan at Peterhead, and he got changed in the um, the referees room at. Pretoria, I'm not sure if the, the setup's still the same. So anyway, I knocked on the door, he's come in and I go in and he, he's, he's half naked, he's just coming out of the shower. So I'm hearing like, it's one of the biggest probably conversations of my life and really near looking, knowing where to, to look sort of thing. But I guess that's just one of the things in the in the football environment, stuff like that isn't really, um, it isn't really thought about too much, but that's interesting for sure. Yeah, um, so going, you mentioned your loan spell at Peterhead. Um, how did you find um, that um, for your development? I loved it, to be honest. It was probably the, one of the best things that ever happened to me in, in my football career. Um, at the time, you know, I wasn't really sure if it was a good move for my, uh, for my chances at Aberdeen. I think there was three of us there was myself uh Neil McVitie went to Peterhead as well and then Michael Payton went out to to Brehim but I guess looking back now they were just sending us out really it was the last six months of our 
youth team deal to see if we could if we could cut it at that level of football and if we were, I guess, suitable to to progress within the club. So, um, no, it was it was just great. Uh, all the usual stuff: playing in front of fans for the first time, playing men's football, win bonuses, just everything. It's a really a really kind of happy period of my career. That six months that I spent at uh, at Peterhead, really loved, enjoyed it. Yeah, so what was your kind of first memory of in terms of the first game? Because um, obviously youth football is completely different to like um, in terms of physicality and, and the competitive nature of it. I, um, so first game was actually um, against Ayr doing it at Somerset Park. Um, and it was uh, it was a great game. We, we, we beat them um, 3-0. Um, I think they were a decent side at the time. They had a decent backing as well. So there was a, a good crowd there, certainly the biggest crowd that, that I'd um that I'd played in front of. Um and just I just remember being really buzzing about the hill hill day in general. Uh, just the bus down with it with the boys, the team talk for Neil, um the game itself, I, I kinda really remember remember too much about it. Um but I remember just coming in and everybody was the feeling of winning a, a first team game is just it's it's hard to describe. It's so much different to winning a, a youth team game. And then there's everything that goes with that, like you get a beer on the bus home. All the boys were out in, in Aberdeen, so it's the first time I'd seen, um, I'd seen that side of things. And the bus journey kind of helped us to myself and and Biscuit to, I guess, bond with the rest of the, the Peter Heath lads. And it was a really good, good group of boys there. Got on on, on very well with them. And no, I just um, I had a great day. Really. Yeah. So, um, who were the kind of characters in the in the changing room that Peter had? Who were the kind of standouts? Uh, well, well, Biscuit was was one for sure. He's uh, he's a fair guy. Um, he's I uh, he was always the, the the life and life and soul. Um, beyond that, I think there were some kind of big personalities. The likes of uh, Martin Bavage, um, who'd been around the block even at that time for for, mm. for quite a spell of time. So he was a he was a really good guy. Um, yeah, you, know, you could always ask him for a, for advice or whatever. He was he was pretty good good that way. Um, you had Bobby Mann, huge huge character as well. He was it was great to play alongside him and um, Callum McDonald. They were our, our two centre halves. Um, so I again, he was just uh, such a, a kind of presence about him. He was quite an intimidating guy, but a, a great a great captain. Yeah. So in terms of um, work, working under um, Neil um, Cooper, what was he like as 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 a manager? Ah, uh, Neil was uh, just um, brilliant. I, I couldn't speak highly enough for for Neil. Um, I suppose it's kind of strange one because I'm I'm probably for a, a generation of lads. You're maybe the same that have been brought up on like stories of the the Gothenburg team and the Dons team for the eighties. So, like if there's ever been a kind of time in my career when I've been starstruck, it was probably with with, with Neil and just on the ground that my dad had my dad had told me. So to actually work under him, I was I was really excited about that and it. He didn't let me do. He was just a, a great guy. He's a really humble guy, um, but he could he could get you motivated for games. He always used to make it like a a northeast thing against like the Glasgow lot or whatever, and it's, it seemed to work for us with a young team. We were energetic. And used to kind of run the legs off of some teams, but and no, I just I had nothing but good good memories. I nearly could kind of make you feel um, ten feet tall, and yeah, you know, just by getting a wee bit of praise. But on the other hand, he was um, I was quick to tell you if you. If you weren't doing it, but I uh, for for a man that achieved what he did in the game, you're very unhappy to take take in and he tells you. So um no, I, I really good guy. Yeah, so how how important was the the balance between like, you know, complimenting you when you're doing something well and, and giving you a bit of a kick up the backside if you needed to? I I think that's uh, that is important. You've said it 
you've probably heard it said a thousand times that different players react um, react differently. I think with with Neil, I wouldn't have really said to be honest that he um, he did treat players overly differently. Like if nobody was was too big to get a dressing down for him, and, and likewise, you you know he was quick to tell you if you'd you'd done well, which was which was good. But I think he some people have just. Um, They've just got your respect instantly. I don't know what it is, if it was what he had achieved in the game or, or just the fact that he was a he was a likable guy. So I, I would I would think you'd struggle to find somebody that's really got a a bad word to say about Neil and even in terms as his man management, he was he was he was really great with all of the boys, I would have said. Yeah, so um you turned that move into a permanent move. Um was that all was there ever our options or, or was that kind of the standout when you were always wanting to go back to beat your head because you enjoyed it? I think that was the it was the obvious choice, really. Um, as I said, I had that that conversation with Calderwood. He, he basically said that you know I had no real future at Aberdeen beyond the end of the season. I had six months left on my deal. Um, Peter Hedy, I was on loan at the time, had said you know they would they would take me. Out. I was happy there. Did, did I want to kind of go for it? So I guess the one option I did have was just to sit tight. I think there were some other guys that were in uh, the same situation as me. They actually stayed on um, to the end of the season, and Calderwood actually left at the end of that season um, and Mark McGee replaced them and he ended up giving the boys that stayed um, new deals but I, I think to be honest mm. it's probably delaying the inevitable so I'm, I'm glad I made the I'm glad I made the move um, to Peterhead I had a lot of good times there um, so now it was the, the obvious choice and I think the, the right choice as well Yeah so what were your highlights during your time there would you say? Um, uh, with a a lot of good wins against some good teams. To be honest, the league was quite strong back then. I think you had um, likes of Livingston, Wraith Rovers, Air uh, United mentioned, uh, Ross County were there. So I think really just competing at that that kind of level. Um, we made the playoffs one year. Um, got beat Faye Airdrie. I think that's one regret. I think we could have put up a better showing of ourselves there. Uh, lost at Balmour and then I think beat them down down the road, but wasn't enough to uh, to get us to get us through over the two legs. Um, well, so we had some good cup runs. I think we got to the semi-final of the uh, the Challenge Cup, they call it. Uh, Queen of the South beat us at Balmure. Again, I think we were quite unlucky in that game. And I think even in the Scottish, we had some good runs as well. I remember drawing with uh, St Mirren doing it, um, uh, doing Paisley when they were a, a half-decent Premier League side and could have actually nicked it on the day. So, no, just... Uh, and just generally being involved in a, in a good team, a, a good group of boys, albeit we went on to get relegated a couple of seasons later which is obviously a, a low point but sometimes that's just the, just the way it goes yeah so so mo- moving on to for Martin how did that move um come about and was there kind of ever an option to stay at Peterhead longer or kind of what was I of- so we actually got that was the season we got relegated and um, so Neil had left I don't know we had two or three months to go towards the end of the season and he was replaced by John and uh, Sharon um, so John actually offered me a contract to stay at Peterhead but just for the conversations I've had with John, I just kind of got the feeling that I maybe wasn't going to be a first team regular or massively part of his plans. And that's something that has always been important to me is, is playing playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, Bobby Mann, who played at Pierhead and Biscuit, had already made the move um, to For Martin. Um, I think they'd maybe recommended me to, to Pelly. Um, so um, he gave me a call um, whilst I was kind of still in discussions with with Peter Head, um, and then it was just a, a kind of weighing up the options between both clubs. But for Martin, seemed like a kind of a really attractive club to join at the time. 
um, they were obviously signing a lot of players um, seemed like they were going in the right direction but I, there was a, a lot of sadness leaving Peterhead as well so I did, did really in, enjoy my time there it was a, a fantastic club but uh, that was the, the, the choice that I made ultimately yeah, so um, what kind of what was it like going into to for Martin? Obviously, at, at first there was a lot. There probably is still pressure, obviously, on on you guys. But how how did you cope with it going in at first? Because there was a lot of talk. Um, obviously, Pelly's a, a big name up in this neck of woods. So how how did you feel going into that team at first? I uh, I think I think that's interesting. It, as you say, there is a lot of pressure. I'm sure any of the other lads at the top, I think. Like, Certain teams will tell you that as well. There's pressure to win the majority of games if you're wanting to be up there winning winning the league. Um, and certainly that first season, there was, I would say, quite a lot of weight of expectancy on us as players and, and as a club. Um, it was a, it was a poor season for us, to be honest, the first one. Um, probably a, a combination of factors, but I do feel like we were almost like um, we were a big target for for teams to get at because of the investment that was coming into the club. Mm. This, that, and the next thing, uh, and ultimately we didn't. Uh, a lot of teams probably outfought us as well. From from being honest, it was a real, a real eye opener to the to the league. And so went in I uh, full of confidence generally. But as the season went on, it was it was kind of a long season. We did eventually turn things around and went on a decent run of games towards the end of the season. But no, that that's probably one to forget that that first season. Yeah, so obviously the I think it was the second season you you had the the title race with um, Cove. Um, how, how what did you make of it? Because I remember um, going back to it, you. It seemed to be in for Martin's hands for quite a long period of time, and then it came up to I think it was like the Nairn game, and I think Connor uh, Gerkins scored or or, or something. Um, so how how was that as a, a season? We obviously didn't really go into that season with too much expectation because of what had happened the the season just beforehand. But we just ended up going on a on a really good run of games. I think the team kind of clicked together, played some good football. Um, as you say, but we we kind of had it in our hands for for quite a good spell. Cover always sort of on our on our coattails. The games that really stick out in my mind um, in terms of letting ourselves down went up to Turriff one midweek night and. Um, I think we got beat 2-1. Um, we really should have won that game. We passed up numerous chances and were kind of sloppy for the goals. You mentioned the Nairn one. That was a bad one with beat Nairn at home effectively to win the league. Um, aye, the, the Connor goal, he's, uh, he's spoken to me about that in a few a, a few uh, times over the years. Um, good goal, to be fair to him. He's just half-turned for a, for a throw-in and then just uh, lobbed the keeper. Um, that game with chances in that game, that was a real... Uh, a real sickener, um, and the one obviously that everybody speaks about is is the Cove game. Um, and again, we just didn't really turn up that day. To be honest, they had all the momentum with them. They were we effectively gave them a, a kind of lifeline, um, if you like, and they and they took it. To be fair to them, uh, I just remember it being a miserable day, uh, poor and rain. And I, I think, to be honest, if it was um, any other time in the season, that there's a chance the game could have been called off. But obviously, it was a probably as big a crowd as I've seen at North Lodge. So there was obviously some uh, some appetite to get it on. Mm. And um, I can't really remember the game too well, other than uh, we just we, we didn't turn up. We were, we were never in it. Um, I can't really remember us having any any chances and they beat us 2-0, but it was uh, it was a comfortable win for them. And I, as uh, they, they finished top of the league and deserved it over the, the course of the season. Yeah, so what what was it like kind of behind the scenes in the in the aftermath? Um, obviously, the amount of pressure that you guys would have been on um, in terms of investment that that's been pumped into the the club. 
I, I think just gutted to be honest. Like it's it's hard to explain how low you can feel after a, a result like that in in football. Um, even the Nairn game the week before, I think you know with that chance and I, it's just as I said before, just a real a real sickener. But I suppose there was also a kind of acceptance that the season before was an absolute nightmare. Um, there had been a lot of investment and none of us covered ourselves in glory, but I think we, we managed to put a bit of respectability back on the club um, and but for um, one or two poor performances, a bit of luck here and there, then we, you know, we may, may well have won it. And it's that was a good Cove side as well. It's worth it's worth saying that. So now, whilst there was disappointment, it was um, it was certainly good that the club were on the were on the up a wee bit as well. Yeah. So, what was it like playing under um, Steve Patterson? I uh, no, I enjoyed playing under him. He's um, he's he's a good lad. He's quite uh, he's quite relaxed um, at times. Um, he kind of let the players manage themselves. I think that was maybe one of his biggest successes as a manager. I think mean, he just got got in boys that he could trust and um, didn't really do too much talking, left that to the players and maybe just tweaked um, one or two things here. But he didn't he didn't put pressure on the boys. That I like, as I say, let you go, go, go and play your own game. Um, and he was keen just for to foster a good team spirit, to get everybody enjoying their, their football. And he kind of had a common sense approach to, to fit, do the simple things well. And um, no, I enjoyed enjoyed working under him. Yeah, have you got any kind of funny stories um, about him, or or just like kind of stories about interactions with him, or or stuff like that? Um, I wouldn't say anything really stands out in my mind. I, I, I remember halftime team talks just being being great. To be honest, if if we were doing well, then he would say very little. It would just be get like the the TV would go on and we would be checking the the scores kind of thing. Just really, and it ain't a disrespectful way to their team or anything like that. But he was just a really Relaxed, relaxed guy, um, and just I quite quite good to play under. If if things were going well, then he, he didn't get uptight. He didn't try to fix anything that wasn't the, wasn't the broken. So that no, was good. So so looking at that team that just missed out in the league, who who would you say were kind of the standout players in, in that team? Obviously, there was a lot of quality in terms of players either had played at higher level. Obviously, your your pal um, Craig Kumikuin and various different players. Um, so, who were kind of the standouts that you thought like? Aye, uh, so Craig Craig was massive. He he's obviously a, a very good um, a very good football player. He was kind of head and shoulders best there in the park in a number number of games. I think we actually maybe lost him to injury later on that season, if I remember rightly, which which didn't didn't help us. Um, other than that, we had uh, Kevin Webster. Webby played in front of me. He was a he was a great player. Loved playing with him. Real real uh, class class player. Um, we had Mikey Ewan up front. He was a big player for us. He um, he was on fire that season. Just um, just banged him in. He got was capable of getting a goal and nothing. So we relied quite heavily on his on, on his goals. Uh, another one was Squish. He's still playing up at Bucky. He was a real kind of powerhouse for us in the middle of the park. Had a really, had a really good season. Um, uh, so I'd say that was the, the kind of some of the key players in it. Yeah. So um, what what do you remember about the the first kind of trophy trophy win um, under under um, Patterson? Aye, this this is the story that was doing the rounds <laughs> that he was getting sacked at halftime, or he was sacked at halftime. We were, we were getting beaten two 0 for for locals at the Bellsley. I'm not really sure if the exact um, truth in that was, but he maybe was under under a bit of pressure at the time. Um, but if I remember rightly, the first half it was kind of we're up against that wind that you get at the Bells Lee, so you're, it's kind of hard to get out your own own half. 
So I went in 2-0 down at half time and um, then in the second half we just came out and we were a good side. We played played really well. I think Biscuit scored the first one and if I remember rightly it was Mikey Ewan scored a, a header with a couple of minutes to go. Um, Joe Hamill actually, that's another one. Um, he he put, the, put the cross in. He was a he was a really good player, and um, ah, it was a great it was a great game, great win. Good to beat locals. Always there, our local rivals as well. Um, I think we'd lost the season before in the in the cup final as well against the against the Brock. So it was good to uh, to, to finally put some uh, put some silverware in the in the cabinet. Yeah. So um, what I mean, obviously it went on, and you had um, likes of Cam and Keith, um, plenty plenty of players come. So what what was the feeling like um, once you know? Um, once um, Patterson got sacked, and then you had um, Chris um, Hunter. How how was that kind of switch? In terms, Aye, of so that was it was a fair switch to be honest. Because when when uh, Chris came in a bit, he kind of um, made s- s- massive changes at the club. Um, there was a huge turnover of players, both leaving and coming into the club. Um, okay. And to be fair, time he got a real a buzz going um, just with the players he brought in he really freshened the place up made some changes at the ground I know that sounds like a little thing but it did make a big difference and um, I really started that season um, flying if I, if I remember um, the new boys kind of brought on the guys that were um, that were still at the club there weren't many actually I think that, that stayed at the club with, with his changes but no it, I, he, he made a huge change and I, I think that was evident in the way that we, we kind of started that season do you think it helped? He seemed to have picked up players who were in form from our teams at that time because obviously you had Neil Gold, Connor Geffins, you had um, Gary Wood came in, and there were so many. Gary Wood, Johnny, I, I, there was a few, and I, I think, I, as you're saying, good form. I think boys are also good ages as well. It mm. was um, always felt that around about that time we were a really. Um, a really fit fit side as well. Um, it's probably um, probably the most exciting for Martin team I've played in, or at least at least one of them. We used to win games, crazy scores. Like we would let a few in at the back end, but mm-hmm. we were good for good for a goal. I think um, I think we broke some goal scoring records that season. I might be I might be wrong, but anyway, we scored a, a barrel load anyway. Uh, some of the names you mentioned there, um, the likes of uh, Cammy Keith, Goldie, just. Uh, Top goal scorers, Fig was another one, and mm. um, he was a good a good player for us that Chris Chris brought in. So, um, no, I, I was a, a good side. So, yeah. So, what was it like with the head to heads with um, Brora? Because obviously Brora was kind of the the standout team at that t- time period. Obviously, they had the likes of Ross Toakley. I mean, they had so many different SPFL players coming through. So. I with some great battles with, with Brora over the years. I think we've actually got a half decent record against Brora, and particularly up there, we've maybe been on the on the losing side many times. Where if you if you flip that around to a record against Cove, it was it was the polar opposite, or were pretty poor generally in terms of the the results that we got against them at, at least. But no, I can remember a, a good few few games against Brora that were were closely fought. Um, I remember a. I think it was a Scottish Cup tie. It was maybe one of Ross Topley's first games. I think we came out on, on top in that one, 4-3 maybe, if I remember rightly. And then we had another one, again, at North Lodge in the League Cup. That finished a crazy score that day. It was maybe four each or five each. And we ended up getting uh, getting beat on penalties. But no, it's some good um, some good battles with them over the years. But I think in, maybe it was Chris's first season that 
well, we're kind of in the running for the league again and we got beat for Cove at Locos. There was a couple of games to go after that one, but it was pretty much a winner takes all. Um, and uh, I, unfortunately, they, uh, they did a number on us again that night. Um, we were struck by a couple of injuries, which didn't help. But no, as I said before, if uh, the team that finishes top of the league deserves to, to win it. Yeah, so um, in, in terms of that, what what do you think's been the, maybe this is a difficult question, but is there like a missing ingredient in terms of why at the former and has got so close to league and missed out? Obviously, there's been a fair few times. You don't want to be reminded of that, but... <laughs> but it's... No, no, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I only wish I knew the answer. I, I guess inconsistency has been, um, been the... The, the kind of buzzword at the club for for a number of years, but as to why we've been in, inconsistent, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think some people might put it down to complacency, but I, I don't think that's uh, I think that's been the case. Um, maybe at times we haven't had our, our fair share of luck as well. I think we have suffered with with, with injuries to big players at crucial times. The crane the one sticks out in, in mind, but um, no, it's just unfortunate that we we haven't been able to. To get over the line for for one reason or another, but we've um, we've had our had our chances, that's for sure. But um, aye, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So um, obviously after Chris Hunter, you had um, Paul Lawson. He he came in as a a player mm-hmm. first. Um, what's kind of that like in terms of playing alongside someone and then them becoming your manager? Is is that quite easy to adjust or, or um, kind of? Uh, yeah, to be honest, I would say it's a lot harder for the manager. I can imagine that being quite a quite a difficult transition. But I mean, as you say, it's happened the last two times at the club, and I mean, it helps when they're they're, they're good lads, and both of them as teammates were were kind of first class and, and great players as well. And um, so, no, it was easy in in that respect to take to them. And um, I think the fact that they are decent guys, both of them, they both had um, had very good careers themselves. It's you know, it's they've automatically got your respect. I mean. I, I think um, you know anybody that isn't prepared to to listen to guys that have played at that sort of level of football. They're I don't know what they're thinking really. Um, but no, it's um, I pretty, pretty easy transition. I would have said on 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 both fronts, both of them. Yeah. So under under Lawson, you you enjoyed some cup um, success. Um, so how how chuffed were you with that? Um, I that was great. So we, I think we did the. Cup double the season that um, that Paul took charge. It pr- probably just unfortunate that he took um, that he joined us just you know halfway through the season because if it went on a run like we did at the start of the season, then you know we would have really put ourselves um, in the mix. But we certainly were the form team in the in the league and at that time. Uh, we won the Aberdeenshire Cup against uh, against Cove, which was. I guess one of the few positive results that we've we've had against them, but now that was a that was certainly a good one. Uh, beat them one 0 at, at Balmoor, um, and it was a, a really good good team performance. I think one of the best performances we probably had in my time at for Martin. And a lot of the boys that you're seeing doing so well in, in League One for them just now were, were playing that day. So I had to get one over on them was was great. Albeit it would have been nice if we could have done it in the in the league as well. And then we followed that up with beating the, the Brock in the in the Highland League final up at um, up at Rothes. Um, so again, that was a, a I guess a good game. We went one 0 down early doors and came back to win two one. I, I think that was just a, a mark of how we were at the time. We're quite a quite a confident side, quite a resilient side. And um, I 
more times than not, we managed to to kind of get the, the job done. So that was certainly a good end to the to the season and probably one of the that spell at least was one of um, my highlights at for Martin for sure. Yeah, so obviously he um departed um not that long ago and, and Stuart um Anderson has came in. So how, how do you reflect on on this season as a whole in terms of your say your personal performances or and as as a team, what would you say? Um, I poor a poor season. I mean, I, I think that that goes with it saying uh, we finished sixth, which is isn't there where we want to be. Um, as well, about I would like to think that um, the rest of the, the guys would say the same. Albeit we did lose, uh, you know, a, a number of players. There was a you know a bit of change in personnel and whatnot in the club. So I guess expectancy levels were a bit lower than than what they've been possibly in, in years gone by, but. Um, you know, overall during my time at Fermartin, we've we've generally been up there. If you know, if we've maybe been out and out challenging for it, then we've been there or thereabouts heading into the final games of the season. So the last uh, last two or three months have been, you know, we've been out of the running quite clearly. So it's been it's, it's dragged in a wee bit. And it's not often that I would have said that about about seasons at um, at, at Fermartin. And obviously with Stuart coming in, we've we've done quite well. We've picked up a wee bit, which is encouraging and hopefully that sort of bodes well for next season. Yeah. Um so in terms of in terms of the, the league as a as a whole, how, how do you see it kind of um going into next season? Because it seems quite open. You've got obviously you've got Breakin, Roth if fair, Rothis will probably be up there, Bank Sadi. Um, yourselves, Bucky, um, possible uh, Brora, and then possibly Fazeba, depending on the playoffs. Uh, how do you see that all kind of looking next season? I no, I think you've nailed it. There's uh, a lot of good teams in the mix. A lot of teams will strengthen. I would think if you look at Brehan, I would expect they'll strengthen. Uh, Banks Adira are a good side. They beat us in one of the cup finals earlier this season, so they're uh, they're going to be there or thereabouts. I would think Bucky again with the run that they've been on. Um, and I think they've signed some players as well, so um, it's it's not getting any easier. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And then if you throw in the the Brock as well, I'm not sure when this is going out, but good luck to them in their in their playoffs. But if they didn't make it, then uh, it's um, it's going to be a really a really tough league. So there's six or seven teams that you've rattled off straight away without mentioning you know locals as well. Had a, had mm-hmm. a decent season, so I think it bodes well for um, for the league. Um, I would. Yeah, I'd imagine that more teams will take points off each other next season. I think the Brock drew two and, and lost two, which is is a, is a great record. Um, I'm not sure if that'll be matched next season, but we'll we'll see how that goes anyway. Yeah. So, um, look, looking over your career so far, who's kind of been the the best players you've played with and uh, played against? Would you say? Um. So I, I think in the Highland League, and um, where I've spent the, the probably the bulk of my career. Um, some of the names we've mentioned would be the obvious ones. Um, see, Craig McEwen, Stuart Anderson, Paul Lawson, the guys that have came down to mm. a higher level and have been kind of a credit to themselves as to how they've approached it and have really shown that they're either are very good footballers. Um, Cammy Keith probably gets a mention in there for the goals that he's banged in. I've never I've never seen a goal scorer like like Cammy. Um, and then I suppose overall from a time at for Martin, Graham Rogers probably the the one that that stands out. I think um, it's probably fair to say he's the best player in for Martin's history in terms of it. He's given to the the club, um, never misses a game, scored a lot of goals. He's he's generally one of our, our top performers. Um, so I he would 
he would be the best I've um, probably played with, I would say, in the league. Um, against current players, I think, like Sir Paul Campbell at the Brock's a good player, fast and strong. Um, the two lads at Wick, actually, uh, Davy Allen and Richard McCarry, I'm, I'm guessing they're about ages for me because I remember playing against them in my first um, kind of season in the league and they're still going strong now. I think the both of them are, are very good very good players, um, especially when they were at their peak, they were they were right up there with the, the best that would have played with played against rather. Yeah, so um was there ever kind of in your career, has there ever been an opportunity to go abroad or or you know up a higher level than than you played played at or um as I said at the start of the interview, I stayed on at school and did uh, my uh, hires and that year I played in the uh, like the Scotland schoolboys team. Um, Centenary Shield. So off the back of that, there were some offers to go uh, overseas, um, Australia, America. I kind of re- remember the yeah. the universities, but my number one option was always was always Aberdeen. So when I was offered the um, the chance to go in there full time, that was that was the uh, the only path I was going really. Yeah. Um, so last couple of questions in terms of young players in the Highland League, um, who are kind of the sort of players that you could see, you know, moving up to like a Peterhead or a Cove and possibly and going higher up um, in the division? Uh, so um, I'd say one uh, would be uh, Tyler, the Tyler that's um, been on loan to us um, throughout the course of last season and then came back to us towards the end of the season. I think he's been let go by by the Dons. Um but he's a he's a fantastic player. Um I, I think he's got every chance of having a having a great um career in the game. Um I'm trying to think who else is there. Um if you look at the Brock team, there's probably not too many young lads in there and the same with with, with Bucky, the guys that have been um that have um, that won won the league or been there or thereabouts. Uh, the the centre half Murray for, for Bucky is quite a good player as well. Uh, I think he's got got a good chance. He would be one that I quite like as well. Yeah. Um, so one final question. So in terms of um, looking back at your career um, so far, what's kind of been your kind of highlight? And and going forward, what are your kind of ambitions still in terms of for Martin? Um, hard to pick it one one highlight to be honest. I think uh, I've really enjoyed every club I've, I've played at. To be honest, we right for my my early days at Aberdeen never never made the grade that you know I wouldn't have swapped that that time for anything. Some of the the, the best days of my life. Um, I guess winning the trophies at, at for Martin, obviously you know it's a it's a signal that we've maybe been able to win the league, but we've had some some good success in in the cup. So. All of those trophies um, are, you know, are, are, are happy memories and and um, I things I'll I'll take with me. In terms of my future ambitions, um, I just I, I'm coming to the end of my career now, but I feel as kind of as fit as I've ever been, really. So we'll just um, we'll just see how the season season plays out. If I can keep myself fit, then I, there's no no reason why I kind of play on for a, a wee bit longer. So I think fingers crossed. I've been. I've been blessed and I haven't had too many um, injuries throughout my career, so long may that continue. Yeah. Um. So before I forget your your testimonial, we'll, we'll speak a, a bit about that. Um. So how do you feel about like the the amount of kind of appearances and, and time you've been at for Martin? 
oh, it's flown past, to be honest. I think it's actually my, my 11th season. Things were delayed, um, obviously, slightly because of uh, the, the pandemic. Um, I think I guess proud that there's been quite a, a, a high turnover of players from Martin during the, the time that I've been there. So to have stood the, the, the test of time is is quite good. Um, I've been fortunate in that I've maybe the exception of one season I've I've played the the majority of the games in the in the time I've been there. So that's something that's that's quite important to me. I think as as a fullback or as a defender, you're never going to be known for your goal scoring or yeah. generally creating goals or whatever. So it's a bit consistency. So I guess keeping yourself in the, in the team as much as possible is the main thing. And that's, you know, if I'll try to, I'll try to focus on, but no, I chuffed to have been awarded a, um, a, a testimonial and look forward to kind of everything that, that that'll bring. Yeah. So you're going to be getting a game against Aberdeen or, or something. What's kind of the script? Aye, that's the, that's the plan. We're trying to get hold of them uh, in just now. So um, I think they did say initially they would, Sort of be happy to support the game, um, but we'll need to see depending on their pre-season scheduling and whatnot. They'll be in the league cup, obviously, because they finished in the bottom six. But I hopefully the, the Dons can send out a team that would be um, that would be the best one for me if I could make that happen. Yeah, you might you might be a championship Aberdeen team. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put nah. that in. Yeah, <laughs> um, nah, but no, it'll be it's so. It's so good. So you've kind of it'll be like swings and roundabouts. You you were at Aberdeen. You're an Aberdeen fan, um, and then testimonial possibly of Aberdeen. So. Uh, exactly. It would be a, a nice way to kind of top it all off if I could uh, if I could get them out. So I fingers crossed, and that comes off. And uh, I look forward to that if it does. Yeah. Who 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 would you be uh, most excited in terms of man marking? Who who do you think you could out marking? In the current Aberdeen team, <laughs> oh, oh gee, name any of them to be honest. We've played their um, their uh, young team a couple of times over mm-hmm. the years, and uh, it's hard enough to deal with those young lads. So I think, yeah, <laughs> I I'm not going to be dropping any names to you that I think I could uh, I could mark out of the game. That's for sure. See for listening to the Highland League podcast. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview.